This podcast is brought to you by Manly.ie, Ireland's pharmacy for men. Manly.ie is a dedicated space for men's health, wellness and grooming online. Access practical online and face-to-face advice as well as in-depth product range tailored to support men's health in Ireland. Visit Manly.ie for more and you can follow them on social media. Delighted now to be joined by Tom Kenny and Willie May to look ahead to the opening round of the Munster Senior Hurling Championship. Um, it, it is crazy to say that um, the Munster Championship is kicking off uh, this early in April, uh, Thomas. It's just, it's hard to believe when we're actually talking, I suppose it's the 12th of April today, but this weekend the Championship kicks off. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it is, Paul, especially coming up Easter Sunday, I suppose. Um... When you, when you think kids are probably going on Easter egg hunts and different activities on Easter Sundays, that you'll be hoping they'll be going down to Parky Kiever to Welsh Park this weekend. But um, at the same time, look, it's great. The championship has come around quicker than normal. Um, it's good to get it up and running. And especially after such an intense and interesting league, you know, that um, there was good crowds, good interest. That, uh, the GA, I suppose, are hoping that people will pick it back on that and, and keep that interest going for the championship for the next few weeks. And Willie, like just from being involved in the club scene, there's obviously this now about the split season. But do you think this start makes much of a difference to the club game now? It probably doesn't, but uh, look, I, I think I've, I've been on record in uh, chats over the last few weeks. I think it's a great thing as regards the, the club activity is it's segmented uh, in the split season. I think the April matches before, particularly in in in, in Tip and Kilkenny. Uh, you know, they're playing two matches and players coming back. You're not getting them before the match. They play the two matches and then they go back again. I think it was kind of it was it was pointless in a certain way. But look, the club championship has been so good the last two years. Uh, albeit, then you have the championship starting, uh, the monster championship starting early, which is very unusual, as, as you said there. But I think it's look, it's 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 really good, and I, I think we're, we're we're probably in a fortunate position here in Benes Bridge. We have we've only one guy in the, on the Kilkenny panel, David Blanchfield, and uh, it is uh, it's great to have everybody else and I suppose we're only getting going now which is which is nice too and the the the, the year the years of players playing all year round are uh, it's 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 not as much as it was and we're as I said we're only getting going now like you know big change for the teams as well Tom um I suppose Claire have the bye this weekend with five teams being in Munster but I suppose from a Cork and Balford perspective and Wexford as well and Kilkenny they got to the semi-finals like it's a quick turnaround from the league semi-finals for some of the teams who did reach the latter stages, which is a massive change. Yeah, it is. I suppose if you compare to by then years, Paul, you could play a league semi-final, or league final this time of year, and you might play championship to the middle of June. You know, it was a big, um, it was a big stretch of time. And as Willie said there, you might go back and play a club game or two, and in a way, you're look, you're going back to your club, and county players are going back, and they're hoping to get through those games and prepare them for their county championship. So. I think it's great that they can pick you back on those games in terms of the league in the last two weeks, you know, whatever we say from a Cork perspective, Frank, when we say what went wrong in the league final, they have a short-term run to try and fix it and implement it and go in, as opposed to, you know, thinking about it for two months, seeing where they go, all that kind of stuff, and, and then you go into the summer. So it's good from that perspective that you've got a short time frame to work around and, and to work on it and to try and get a corrected part of the championship, you know, 
it feels really like you know a, a setup where you're, you're going week in week out and um, to the finish of the I think it's the end of July it is. So from that perspective, I, I I think it's very good. From another perspective, I suppose the, the unfortunate thing is you've August and September then are kind of into county calendar, um, which were always kind of the, the blue ribbon dates in the in the calendar for everybody. But for a club player, as we said then, you know, it's probably better that you you go back to your club and you're finishing your county and then you have your four or five months with your club and you can you can keep your camaraderie going from where you grew up and all that kind of thing that um you're not stepping in and out and I suppose where I'm from, we'd be, we'd be a relatively small club, but, you know, for senior clubs across the country, in Cork, Tiff, and Kikenny, and all these places, that, you know, if you're going to come to going back, he, he doesn't know the systems that are being played or how training is done, and he's trying to fit in, and obviously then there's an onus on management because he's an intercounty player, he has to play, whilst whoever was filling in his position might actually be doing a very, very good job, and they lose up. So hopefully that kind of day is gone, that everyone gets a fair track of the whip on both sides of the coin. And Willie, as well, like for this Munster Championship, it's it's safe to say the league, like there is there's a lot of teams testing out players, and it's the it's needed to be done, I suppose, with just the nature of these round robin um, systems. Like you're you're looking at four games here, and plus a final, whoever gets to it, like, and it's 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 going to be a really intense four to six weeks here. Yeah, no, and I think even the the, the league, uh, again, unusual as regards it, it starting so early. Um, but I think it was all kind of listening to, to Liam Cal after the, the the league final. It was all on championship. It was all on the the, the first day. It was all on Tipperary going to, to Welsh Park mm-hmm. next Sunday. So it's uh, yeah, I think it was it, it was good for for preparation and good for and again, I suppose with the with the two years of, of COVID that have passed as well as regards just the the impact that that that's had on blooding of development of new players. Like there was a there was a there was a big limitation of that for the last two or three years. So it was a, it was a it was a baptism of fire for for certain teams. Uh, some learned um, bits and pieces, others didn't, uh, or, or didn't seem to. Uh, but I think it, it was look. Everything is on this weekend and 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 the four weeks that are that that, that are going to follow. And like uh, I think with with the with the the public interest in the in the games, which has been fantastic, big crowd. I think there's going to be a record crowd at Cork and Limerick. Walsh Park is sold out the weekend. I think look, it's 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 fantastic. Yes, it's earlier than the than the traditional dates that that we would have spoken about before for Monster Championship. But there's a huge Huge excitement here now, and I think it's real. Like it's it, it's brilliant as regards for 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 hurling people as regards to, to really look forward to the Munster and Leinster championships as they're going to happen next weekend. The excitement levels, um, as you mentioned, they're really like I suppose it was being taken away from us, but with COVID now and everything back, like you've talked there about, like I suppose it's the sunny days, Walsh Park, Park Cueve, Northern Park. Like that's the I think that's what's really kind of getting the excitement in everyone's veins for this weekend. Definitely, and I think look, uh, even I was at a club minor match last night in the pouring rain, and it was nothing like summer to conditions. But there was a huge crowd there because it, there's a sense of re- release as regards people, you know, people ha- that haven't been able to go to matches really for the last two or three years are allowed go now, and it, it's like, and with I suppose the excitement of the league final in particular as regards Waterford putting on such a show, it's 
I think it's whetted the appetite for for what's going to happen this weekend. And that, that there's a there's a longing, I suppose, for for, for to go to matches to, to to see these fantastic games because look, it, it's it's it, it's really exciting. I'll be uh, from 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 I suppose the the viewpoint of uh, of Cork that they, they didn't get the result they wanted in the league, but it's everyone's interested to see what will happen now. Everyone's looking at what will happen with Watford. Can they continue this vein of form as regards with their trajectory going up for the last two three years? Where is it going to take them now? Limerick, I suppose, being, uh, uh, I suppose, maybe not taking the league as seriously or looking not to take the league as seriously. Can they get back to the levels of, of where they were for the last three or four years? I'd say yes. And and, and then, I suppose, with Tip and Clare, particularly in the Munster Championship, what will happen? Because there's this huge uncertainty around both counties. So I think, yeah, people are, are mad to get back to matches to answer your question. And I, I certainly can't wait to, to, to get to Welsh Park on, on Sunday. Huge excitement, obviously, there. But before we just get into the games, Tom, like, you're involved with the Cork under 20s, and Gerald Hegarty was speaking uh, during the week there, just saying that he can't get over the, this decision. If a, an under 20 player plays senior, then he's gone for the under 20s for the rest of the campaign. And that's when you're looking, I know, say, for a Limerick perspective, Cahill O'Neill, Colin Coughlin, Adam English mm-hmm. are involved with 20s and seniors. It's likely O'Neill's going to play this weekend against Cork and then he's gone. It just doesn't seem a right decision at all. Yeah, look, I think it happened last year in Cork in that Adam Connolly uh, played in the 2021 Under-20 Championship and played the first round possibly, won in Ireland in the previous campaign in 2020 in order were only a few weeks apart. But he, he subsequently went down and came on for the seniors for four or five minutes in, I think it could have been against Clare, but he didn't play any more senior games after that. So he missed out on the under-20 campaign, which which resulted in another Ireland, I suppose. And for him, I suppose that's disappointing at, at his age group. You know, you take the Limerick team of, of 20 years ago, where they won 320s in a row. And I know, I suppose, they didn't see success afterwards. But for those teams, you know, a lot of those lads had three under-21 under Ireland's together. And... It was great for their camaraderie and spiritship as they grew older around the senior panel. And I, I actually think the rules should nearly be the other way around, that um, you have to play your grade until it's finished. For example, like Colin Coughlin there, Colin O'Neill and Adam English. Even the fact that they will play could play senior this weekend or in the next weekend after that. You know, it's unfair and clear then that Cork play clear tomorrow night, um, regardless of the results that... If we play Limerick then next week and they're sure those three players that it's not an even competition then and that, you know, we're playing Limerick or possibly playing Limerick with three players that have gone out to play senior and that's unfair and fair. So I think it should actually be the other way around that you, you play around the 20 grade until you're finished. Uh, it might take a couple of years to level itself off in terms of, you know, senior teams will have to find players that can step up to the mark and their skill level and execution and all that. But eventually that will even itself out and then you have, I think it would address Burnout better that, you play with your grade until you, you play senior, they go into senior in at 21 and they probably have a longer career as a result, as opposed to, you know, we say a player that's just on a minor now at any company, he's 18, 19, he, he plays senior championship, he can't play his grade, he probably won't play under 20 the next year because he'd be a starter on the senior team. But then come 27 or 28, he's had nearly 10 years of senior and he say, look, I got to go in and enjoy life or I got to go in, my buddies are traveling the world and I want to join them or whatever, you know, and he, he locked out as opposed to getting all that done at under 20 grade. So I think it's very unfair. Yeah, I agree with Gerald Haver here. I, I think it's a silly rule. Um, that, you know, again, years ago, you played both competitions. You played an under 21 championship match on Wednesday night. 
and you play a senior championship match on a Sunday, and that was probably unfair as well. But uh, at the moment, the way it stands, I don't think it's it's fair and it's degrading to the competition in that some players play a round or two against some teams, then those teams are knocked out and the other players don't play against the rest of the teams in the competition. Also, it doesn't balance itself out. Um, are you in Cork? Like, could you lose anyone this year now to the seniors? Yeah, like Kieran Joyce is, is under 20. He's playing to see Daryl Leary. Played a few league games. He he probably will be a sub if not starting on Sunday. So we're we're losing out those two players, but at, at least they're not have played any under 20 games. You know, if they, if they play Sunday, then they're gone. Um, they obviously wouldn't be released for tomorrow night, but... Um, you know, it's, it's unfair, I think, a 19, 20-year-old who like, played with his own age group and like Kieran Joyce yeah. has won 220 Ireland. He could possibly go for a third fragment, say, I don't know. But at the same time, in years to come, he could look back and say, yeah, they were, they were great days, you know, going up the lads, 19, mm. Ireland and had great fun afterwards, as opposed to the cutthroat world of senior to county where it's all about recovering and minding yourself and moving on and, you know, a very professional kind of setup that... Um, you'd hope these young players won't get fed up of it too quick and too soon, you know. It's something really that needs to be um, looked at, Willie. Yeah, and no, I, I suppose I was on the opposite <laughs> end of the scale. I was a selector who tipped back in 2010 for the under-21 All-Ireland win, and it was exactly as, uh, as as Tom said. There were great memories as regards formed with players, and there was a bond built with that. You know, the Brendans, the Pawdies, the, the Bonners, all, all those guys at, at, at 21 years of age winning the All-Ireland. Uh, and it's, it was just a case of, I suppose, ultimately managing that right at the time as regards that they weren't double training, or which, which they weren't at the time. It was literally come back in, play the games and go back to the senior panel. And then obviously we, we were very fortunate to, to win it in both All-Irelands that year. So it, it, it obviously worked. But I, I think it's, 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 and it's very unfair on the, on the player then as well as regards missing out on this, uh, on, on a very formative uh, age in, 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 their, in their development as regards as people more than even hurlers as regards hanging around there with their, with their friends playing with their with their contemporaries which is what uh what, what it's all about so i think it's a uh, I'm, I'm not a big fan of kind of just rules in general like that which kind of put people in positions or take people out or you know it's 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 not fair in the individual and i i certainly think it, it does impact the integrity of the competition then as tom said as regards that if if if, if, if limerick are playing clear in a couple of weeks time uh without their their two or three guys that potentially could play sunday it's it's it, it's a it's a weaker limerick team and it's it, it really uh, it affects the integrity of the, of the competition. And, and just to jump in there as well, Paul, like I, I, I have both with UCC freshers here for the last number of years in Cork, and you'd see it at third level as well in that, um, you know, again, I'm not referring to a bygone era, but when you went to colleges and third level, you kind of nearly used that as a stepping stone to senior and company yeah. and things like that, whereas nowadays, lads are going into colleges and they're, they're stars already, for want of a better phrase, and you know, they're pulled from fresher teams or Fitzgibbon teams or Sigurdsson teams. And as Willie said there, you know, they're missing out on that kind of development and growth that they get, especially if they're living away from home, you know, if they, from a cart like yeah. to Limerick or Tip Black and South Park. But, you know, they're, they're making friendships with, with fellas away from home. They're going to matches, whether they drink or not, they go after the match and they have a bit of fun mm. and they build that spirit, you know. And I think it'd be much better for their development if you're winning Fitzgibbons and winning Sigurdsons against your peers as opposed to doing three, four, five hard nights training over a three-week period, you know, that at least at the other end of the Fitzgibbon campaign, you can say, yeah, I've, I've won a competition against lads, I'm going to be playing senior to county against that 
you know, I know I can I can meet them and better them if need be, as opposed to just building that base of training. You know, that can come over time. Um, and even like during the twenty championship, I just think it it degrades on the Fitzgibbon college and competitions and further competitions. Yeah. That players miss out on training with them. They step in for the Fitzgibbon game and they can't go out then on a Tuesday night because they have a national league game on a Sunday and. You know, they just miss that development and growth and that sense of freedom that they should have for three or four years, you know? Yeah. Uh, looking now um, at the action this weekend, Waterford host Tipperary at two o'clock on Easter Sunday in a sold-out Walsh Park, the game live on RT. Um, Willie, I was looking at this game and a stat that stands out to me here is throughout the league Tipperary scored 8 goals throughout the league Waterford scored 22 goals yeah it's a huge it's a huge stat I think even on the on the uh, the last 3 games that Waterford played I think they scored 10 and and that was against I think Tip Wexford and Cork scored 10 and had 15 or 16 chances as well so like they're they're phenomenal uh, phenomenally I suppose efficient when the chance arises or when but that comes from I suppose again the style of play and whether it's back or forward there's guys running off the shoulder there's there's chances being created there's offloads like three of their four goals in the league final against Cork were were player a player getting a ball first instinct take on the man guy coming off the shoulder overlap created goal and then the other was a piece of brilliance from Stephen Bennett as regards uh, Cork defenders backing off and, and 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 him just having that ability and we saw it I suppose in the last two or three years particularly in the other semi-final uh, against Kilkenny two years ago where Stephen Bennett just you know went straight through slalom through the, the defence and with, with such a shot off his left uh, so efficient and so so powerful that he he, he gives them a, a huge outlet for, 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 for scores I think that's on the other side of that then that's where probably we as uh, Tiberi are, are struggling at the moment where we're, we're not not creating the, the same level of chances. I think uh, we were probably flattered with the with the Antrim uh, last league match as regards mm-hmm. Antrim much weaker side than, than played in the earlier rounds of the league. And yeah, we hit we, we hit a lot of goals, but I think that that kind of really flattered us was our our statistics. The, look, the big the the the, the big uh, difference, I suppose, is that Watford probably with more of an established team as well. Uh, you look at potentially you could have a full forward line this weekend of Desi Hutchinson and Austin Deeson, Stephen Bennett. Like that's you know that's that, that that's scary stuff because you 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 have such you have such pace, such power, such ability to, to get goals, and then with all the with with all the athleticism and and uh, I suppose attacking play out the field as well. So Watford. Uh, yeah, look like they're in a, a really, really strong position heading to Welsh Park. We haven't beaten them over a league and championship now over the last three meetings I saw in a, in a, in a report this morning. So we're going to Watford. Uh, yes, we're always optimistic. Yeah, ho- hopefully, we, we, we you know we, we play well. We always fancy ourselves. But at the same time, I think uh, Watford's trajectory so far, the bar, the, uh, the, the bar, the consistency that which which they're playing with over three-year period now with, with with Liam in charge I think uh, yeah it's uh, it's we know they're going to be good and I think it's it, it's very much yes what happens on the day but if you're a betting man I think Watford are uh, are, are well favourites for Sunday and Willie does the Liam Cahill and Mikey Beaven factor of turning down the temporary job do you think that plays any factor this weekend 
I think the only factor it plays is it just shows maybe us what we don't have, and uh, it's you know Liam, uh, you know a, cl a clubmate Liam. Uh, uh, he's a fantastic, you know, he, he, he's a great man. He's very intense. He's uh, he's very committed to to, to 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 his hurling and you know his his achievements with the Tipperary under twenties and Tipperary minors were were were, were well heralded because you know he, he delivered three big titles. Uh, Watford are getting the benefit of that, and we're not now. So that's the that that that, that that's an issue for us. Uh, what Liam is probably and Mikey have have applied the same uh, the same I suppose uh, plan and system of training uh, of what they done with, did with the Tipperary Miners uh, to Watford now and from a position of we say three years ago Watford having lost the majority of their Munster Championship games uh, are, are, are a real force now and they've, they've, they've built a serious unit of, of 22, 23 guys which you'll need over the next couple of weeks like you know four or five six weeks of, of intense monster championship going to full houses every Sunday is 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 is, is going to be fairly uh, attritional in 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 I suppose keeping players right so there, there will be injuries but Watford seem to have built and Liam and Mikey seem to have built a unit of 22 23 players of of, of the highest level and then again, we're 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 not talking about even winning the league final without Austin Gleeson, without Jamie Barron, like you know, without here the daily. Like they've 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 a, they've, a, they've a very strong squad now, and I think it will be uh, you know it's a, it's 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 a massive test going down for Tipperary people and the Tipperary team on Sunday. But uh, I guess we go and hope, and we always will, I suppose. Tom, you would have seen um, Waterford live in that league final and like they really did send out a statement of intent but like from seeing them live what what impressed you most about them? Um, probably what Willie alluded to there in terms of their dynamism in, in, in play and um, it was very evident in their warm-up in the league final it was very very fluid and you know everything was hand passing off the shoulder moving on they were doing a, a drill over on the fast side of the pitch under the new stand where they had three on three and it was worked the ball in for a goal kind of or a point and it was it, like it was any pass. It, it didn't have to be just one pass shoot. You know, it was very. If you started on the forty-five, they wanted to work to the far corner flag. That was fine, but they had to be kept kept moving. You know, and um, Corks Corks up that night was very kind of static, very very sluggish, and um, might have been a factor from Kenny game. They might be tired. I'm not sure. The previous week, but from a water perspective, they have been a very very good panel. Um, I only came across Liam a couple of years ago with a freshest practice match when he was in charge of the Tipper of the 20s and struck me as a very knowledgeable guy, very down to work, very uh, clued into the, the players and how he wanted them to play. And he's obviously carried that forward for whatever team he's been with and he's brought the best out of the for now. Um, and even you could see his reaction after Austin Gleeson was sent off in the semi-final. You know, I don't think that would have went down too well. And I did comment that night, leaving Torres, that let's say the only word for Phil the only worried water man leaving Torres that night was Austin Gleeson after the performance they gave in office. They showed no ill effects of his absence and they were willing to play without him. Um, but they have built a very, very strong panel and they know that they can go. They have two weeks on the front, home to Tip and away to Limerick. And then they have a two-week break. They have actually two weekends off until they play Cork again. So they know that they can go all out for the next two games and knowing that they have that kind of 17, 18-day rest period until they play Cork again. Whereas... You know, the other team is out week on, week off, or two weeks in a row, week off. So the fixtures are kind of suiting that way. Um, but they are very fluid. They sent out a statement of intent. And um, so I'm not sure how good Cork were on the night. I'd like to think that they were still giving it their all to win a league final. But I think after 10, 15 minutes, Cork's game was up because Warford just had their number and they knew what to play them. And um, even though Cork had a back to four points, 
Waterford were just able to come up the field and get a goal in the blink of an eye, you know. So, but at the same time, they've had a very, very good league campaign. Um, they've got 22 goals, as you as you said. I didn't think after the league then the semi-final against Wexford, I said they got five goals. I said maybe that was enough here. I don't think they get that many goals again. And they just went and struck Cork for four and they could have got another four just as easy. Now, what might work in tips favour? Is it the matches in Walsh Park? Tighter venue? Um, might be able to compact it a bit better in defence in terms of the wide open spaces of Thurles or, or Parky Key or Nolan Park. So that might work in tips favour. But again, I probably have to side with William that it's probably Waterford's game to lose going down on, sat- on, on sat- Sunday, sorry, two o'clock, uh, and to get their show up and running. And then they have the Ireland champions the following weekend up in the Gaelic Cones. Um, so two very big games for them. But from the neutral perspective, it couldn't work out any better that you believe the league winners and the Ireland champions in two weeks' time. Tom, on the Waterford team, um, there's a few notable absentees in that league final. Jamie Barron, Ila Daly, Austin Gleeson and Ian Kenny didn't play. And like it's it's a tough situation now for Liam Cahill, but it's it's a good situation he finds himself in as well as well. But do you think do you think some of them players will return to the starting fifteen this weekend or do you think he's gonna go for as it is? It's a difficult one, I suppose. Ideally, like that's that's as a management team, um, that's what you want. You want that competition to faces and those tough decisions to make, as opposed to having 16, 17 players and say, Yeah, look, we put him here and him here and him here, and, and that's how you eliminate the players. Um I don't know Liam very that well at all. Willie would might know him better, but I have a feeling he might stick to his guns from the league final in terms of the performance they gave. Um but I the only, the only name that might come in is Austin Gleeson, given the status he has as a player. But I wouldn't be surprised, Paul, if, if we see the same 15 seconds in that game. Because, um, you know, it's in Walsh Pair, Austin Gleeson coming on as a sub, Ira Daly coming on as a sub, Jamie Barron coming on as a sub. These are three big names to bring on as subs, um, should they need him as the game goes on. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'll stick my neck out and say he might start the same 15. Do you think he'll go for that as well, Willie? Yeah, like, and uh, obviously, yeah, it is. He, he, I suppose they, they got such a kick off the league final, having having made the big decision, or not obviously having the decision made for them as regards with Austin being suspended. But uh, I think, yeah, with the, with, the, with the level of performance that they got in the league final in Thurles, I think, yeah, he, he knowing Liam, uh, I, I suppose a, a long time, I, I'd say he will stick with the same guys. I think he'll, uh, he'll, I suppose, give them reward as regards for, for the performance that he got on the night. And, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it would be a, a scary thought as regards as a tip supporter with with those three names coming off the bench uh, at different times in 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 Welsh Park, which will be an absolute cauldron on Sunday as regards. Like it's it's something that uh, it, it's it's going to be so intense. That yes, the pitch is tight, but the surface has has significantly improved in the last couple of years. Like going down there years ago was you know you go to your ankle in it uh, maybe at this time of the year. So I think the 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 quality of the surface will also help this Waterford team because of the way they play and, and, and how quickly they move the ball and how comfortable they are as the guards with, with playing two, two inside and I, I suppose how maybe uncomfortable we are as a, like you, you look at it on Sunday it could be James Quigley's uh, debut at, at fullback like you know he, he hasn't been in this kind of uh, environment before with the ball spinning in 
as fast as it's going to be coming in uh, with the, the amount of runners that, as we spoke about earlier, that, that Waterford provide to the attack uh, when they do go. So I think it'll be, uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be obviously very interesting. Uh, but I think, uh, I suppose our uncertainty as a, 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 we don't know what team is going to come as regards with that delay or with, with us not qualifying for the league final. We've we've been off now four weeks, and it, it's a, it's it, it, it'll be interesting to see as a tip supporter what we bring or what has happened in maybe in that four weeks because pre, pre that we weren't that impressive and we weren't that settled. So it uh, yeah, it'll be, it, 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 it's it's going to be a, a, obviously a, a monster match, but at, at the same time it's uh, it's Waterford's to lose as we said, and I think Welsh Park will be will be rocking with uh, Dacia supporters in the weekend. Mm-hmm. Billy, we were talking there about the Waterford team. As you said, they're a Tipperary team. It's 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 hard to predict what it's going to be. But just even looking at the team that started against Antrim, they were without uh, Jake Morris and Noel McGrath that day. But other than that, it was very close to full strength. Um, just for people who aren't aware, it was Brian Hogan and goals, Colbert, James Quigley, Craig Morgan, Robert Byrne, Ronan Mayer, Seamus Kennedy, uh, Dan McCormack and Barry Heffernan in midfield. And then you had Connor Bowe, Mike Breen, Jason, uh, Jason Ford, and then Mike Yo, John McGrath. Do you think Barron, I suppose, Morris and Noel McGrath, but do you think other than that, they could be the two changes and that's what the Tipperary team could be this weekend? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I uh, I picked a team a week ago. Uh, not not knowing, I suppose, ultimately what, what what's going on within the... Within the camp and, and not being close to it, but uh, Connor Bow played, you know, played played relatively well uh, the weekend uh, in Waterford in the in, in the, when, we were, when we were well beaten. Uh, he could come in at number ten. Uh, Jake Morris, I think, will come into the team maybe at number twelve. Uh, there was talk, and the one or two guys I was talking to that Noel McGrath potentially could start centre forward. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, we, we were nearly at full strength as regards uh, with. That day, but it, uh, yeah, this, this, this will be a massive, massive test, and it, it, uh, yeah, it's just, I suppose, where, where does Jason Ford line up as regards? Does he, does he, does he play inside in the two-man full forward line? Probably not. Uh, so it just, yeah, it's we were nearly full strength against Antrim uh, with the, with the one or two guys I, I, I mentioned there, but it's uh, also, I suppose, with with Barry or Brian Hogan seems to be ahead of Barry Hogan in our, uh, as our goalkeeper from 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 previous selections. So. It's uh, like does Brian is a massive puck out, but maybe Watford will, will will allow us to, or they didn't actually. They pressed Cork fully on the on the puck out the last day, so uh, it could be it, it just it'll be very interesting to see can, can Brian get the trajectory on the on his puck outs to that that will allow us to I suppose gain possession out around the middle of the field or half back area. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a. Uh, it's we we don't know. I suppose to, to answer your question as regards, it's all speculation, and and, and I suppose the, the team I spoke about there is, is is speculation, having not known. But I, I doubt there will be anyone outside that seventeen or eighteen players that will that will break in on Sunday. Yeah, normal guy was actually starting that day eleven, um, was it? And Jason Ford is inside. But Willie, at 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 the start of the year, I asked you um, about a player that you really field could break through this year. It's come to a surprise now as myself, but Brian McGrath like was a player at a tremendous club championship for Lockmore Castellani. And like he was an unused sub against Antrim. It's 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 a bit of a surprise to say the least. Yeah, it is, and and like uh, having come off uh, again, uh, I've said this an awful lot as regards having come off two 
or being man of the match in, uh, in one of the under-20 All-Irelands against Cork uh, three or four years ago at this stage. You know, pedigree unquestioned as regards. He's a McGrath, he's from Lockmore. He's well able to hurl. Uh, but he's a huge man. And I, I, yeah, I... I uh, I'd be I'd be a big fan of of of, of Brian as it was being able to teach. I think he won an All Ireland with Our Lady's Temple Moor going back three or four years ago as well at centre back. And I, I was kind of wondering could he play full back and then he played full back in the other twenty All Ireland a year later. Uh, so he has you know he he has huge pedigree to play across the across the different positions. I I prefer him number number five. He was very good for Lockmore during the championship. Very strong balls not coming down top from uh, because clubs just. Couldn't uh, you know? He he he's that big. He's that strong. He's that ability to to win the ball. Uh, clubs were, were keeping the ball away from him. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's a certainly a, a surprise to to me that he's not getting more of a look in. But it's uh and and plus then Barry Heffernan playing midfield as opposed to maybe wing back, which I I probably prefer Barry again in in in, in the half back line area because again big strong athletic player and again we know he can play full back as well, which is another surprise that he, he hasn't really been given a go there under under this new management. So I think we probably have the pieces of our jigsaw to, 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 to put together a really good team. And it will be interesting to see, I suppose, the selection of the of the, of the management this weekend and how those players then obviously perform on the day. Tom, like the, when we look at that, like there's there's still a few question marks and positions uh, over Tipperary going into this. Waterford, not so much, but like, how do you set up against Waterford? Like, what's the way to go about this to try and sustain them for a period? You're obviously not going to sustain them for the full game, but especially this Roman Power game. Well, I suppose traditionally, um, when, when any time any time I felt playing Tipperary over the years, that if it turned into a hurling match, it was a very dangerous game because Tipperary was so skillful at the game. And, you know, short passes, long passes, that they could make those and kick off scores. Whereas if it turned into a small bit of the dog fight over the years, that um, much like Cork's game in the league final, their, their kind of system broke down a small bit. Um, but at the same time, Tipperary and, and their forwards, and I'm not sure how Colin will want them to play now, but they're very good at moving and moving position, picking up spaces, picking up the ball, much like Waterford in the league final. Um, so it'll be interesting, will they be able to do that? It was very evident in between Cork and Waterford that at times Cork were very slow to get the ball out of the fence, you know, whether it was by design or better, whether it was by the pressure from the Waterford forwards. But by the time they got it out, Waterford were well set up in the back, then tight the work was free, their markers were very tight. Um, and a lot of the time the ball broke down. So I think Tip will need to be careful of that in that if, if they're slow in their delivery, if they're slow and um, moving that ball over the fence, then it will work the Warford um, advantage in the back in the back line. Now at the same time, that's not to say you get the ball old school and clear and drop down and stand on the fast. You know, you still have to be mindful of what you're doing. But if they can work to a position and then move it quickly into the forward line, I think they will they, they can get a bit of change there. Um, a lot of Cork's execution in the league final was very poor in terms of, you know, they ran into traffic, they were trying to give two, three-yard passes when they didn't need to, they were passing to a man three yards away who was going to hit the ball instead of hitting it themselves. So I'd like to think Waterford sorry, won't fall into that trap in that they'll watch the league final, they, you know, it was only 10 days going out this stage and they'll be able to identify areas of weakness in the Waterford team that they can get at. Um, Warford definitely pushed up in the Cork Buckle, gave them no time, 
Um, we saw Patrick Collins was turned over once towards the end of the first half and they got a bank and they put over a three and got a bank subsequently. So Tip will have to keep that ball moving quickly. And traditionally they have been very good at their six forwards that they can move around. Willie mentioned a couple of names there, like Connor Bow and uh, Mark Pio. I've seen these lads in UCC, very, very good players who were well able to strike a point. So give them a sniff of a score or two and they could get on a run. You know, Mark Pio can could deliver a goal in in the blink of an eye, you've seen it in a Fitzgibbon final a number of years ago. So, you know, it's, it's important for Tip that those two players, if they do start, get off to a good, a good start and continue that playing of form throughout the game. And then look, you're talking about Jason Ford and Noel McGrath, two fantastic players. You know, Noel could, could run anything from centre forward and it'll be interesting to see if he is centre forward, what does Tiger Borker do? Do they drop a man back? Would Tip really have a spare player? And then at that stage, it's important, you know, that they get the right people shooting for the post at the right time and not like not giving it to the spare man as such, but making sure that the spare man is, is a shooter and can get the score. So while I think Waterford will still win, I think Tipperary will give them a very good test of their friends. Willie, like we've seen Tip kind of working it uh, through the lines a lot more. They've tried to do it during the league, but like as Tom mentioned there, there has to be a directness to their play because even the work rate of that Waterford half forward line midfield half back area is it's, it's just been tremendous so far this year. Yeah, no, and I think the the, the, the standout from a negative perspective uh, from Tipperary was the Kilkenny match this year, and albeit we won it by a point, there was a lot of kind of public angst afterwards. People giving out about you know our, our I suppose us struggling at at playing a game through the lines, which ultimately you have to do now because the the the, the putting the ball long down the field is not I suppose our yes is our traditional game, but we're we're kind of slow in in the in the transition into in, in, into the new the the, the new way. A concern I'd have is just that 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 running off the shoulder, that athleticism in the in the half back midfield, half forward area that Watford have, I suppose, maybe trademarked at the moment as as their way of playing and and the the, the energy that they bring to, to that area, be it in defence and attack. So we saw a few examples of it was Robbie O'Flynn the last day running the ball at the Watford defence, and he's you know he's probably Cork's quickest player, but they actually swallowed him up. Uh, I, I, I fear a little bit that maybe our levels of athleticism and 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 our our you know, even aptitude to the to, to the new game uh, are are not as advanced as as as, as Watford. Watford have have as I said built this through I suppose Liam's uh, clarity of of, of vision, uh, Mikey Beavens, that his clarity of coaching as was of that vision, and uh, I think yeah we're we're maybe a, a little bit behind. Yes, I think we can hurt teams because we have I think we've we've a lot of you know we've a lot of really good players, a lot of really good I suppose hurlers, but you know if Ty Burke is sitting deep in that pocket and we're hitting aimless ball or, or even balls that are not as precision as as, as you'd like them, like the work is really going to hurt you. And then if you're turning over the ball in that area, Watford are, are, are I suppose, the, the masters of counter-attack now and, and they're, 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 they're so good. They're, 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 they're so fast on the break and they, they, they can, they can hurt teams in, in, in a big way. But I think, look, Yes, we have a chance the weekend. Uh, I, I suppose there's not, there's not a temporary man or woman that, that'll go to Walsh Park on, on, on Sunday. Uh, 
not with hope because we always have that with the with the, with the quality of the players we have. But I think just with the trajectory of performance that Waterford have had over the last again three years and, and and culminating in the league final against Cork again, albeit we don't know what Cork were where, where they going full out for 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 I don't know. But at the same time, the, Waterford looks so good uh, that it's it's yeah it's it, it's it's Waterford's game to to lose. I feel, but uh, again. Uh, I think we have a chance, but uh, at the same time, everything has to go very, very right for us. And Waterford have to have a complete malfunction, which they potentially haven't had for the last three years. So, uh, yeah, you, you'd have to go with Waterford. And a key battle, uh, Tom, that's going to be an exciting one. Like people would say Desi Hutchinson had a poor league final, but it's, it's what Hutchinson does off the ball, those runs like the freeing up the space for the likes of Stephen Bennett and, and Michael Colley inside. You probably expect Carl Barrett to pick him up this weekend. Yeah, I, I suppose if through, through being involved in the 20s here in Cork, it was one thing we looked at in, in Desi Hutchinson and that um, the runs he makes in the forward line, you know, he, he's constantly on the go from end line to 21, diagonally across the square, straight out. And the interesting thing is if he makes a run 25, 30 yards and he doesn't get it, he goes straight back in and gets set again and goes, you know, you'd see a lot of players and, you know, I suppose we've all been there. If you don't get it, you'd be uh, throwing your eyes up or your hands up. And he doesn't seem to do that, you know. He, if he doesn't get it, it's straight back in, go again and you keep going, keep going and keep going. And it will be interesting to see how Cottle Barrett gets on in him. I suppose Cottle by nature would be a very um, uh, robust, in-your-face type of player, you know. I'd imagine he'd try to stand that extra step or two in front of him to try and cut off those runs. Um, Desi Hutchinson did have a quiet league time, but at the same time, you know, just because you don't get your name on the board, it doesn't mean you have a quiet league time. You know, he, he still opened up space, he made runs, and he was very aware of Stephen Bennett was probably having a great game, and he, he just opened up that space for Stephen. And, you know, a couple of times, even Conrad Daly came through, you know, there was oceans of space in the Cork defence, and you can argue and say that, yeah, the Cork defence wasn't set up properly, or... Um, it was very open, but you know, if you were Conor Ford or a wing forward who was making it 13 1 the opposite side of the pitch as a back, you generally have to follow him, you know. Um, and that, that throws, a whole, throws out a whole lot of scenarios then for the attacking team. But it will be an interesting uh, battle again, given the uh, style of play that Warford are playing and the names that they have, you know, they could have asked Gleason there. Um, Stephen Bennett obviously had a fantastic game final. His brothers came on there while they had to play. Um, so it will be very interesting. And I suppose, look, Tipper Short and the experience of Patrick Maher in the back line there too, you know, even if, you know, as an older player, he might have been as mobile, but just his experience and know-how and ability to see what's happening and to set up the defence, you know, that, that can prove crucial too. And as, as Willie suggested there as well, you know, um, there is a lot of transition in, as such in tip in that there's a couple of players, older players injured, retired, new manager, uh, trying to bed in a couple of new players. And there might be a small bit behind the curve in terms of where Walker at. And in a way, that's fine because this is this is a good way to find out. You're going out to Walsh Park on a Sunday in a championship match. And this is a good way to find out, you know, what does work or who does work or what players are up for it. And as the management team, I'm sure Colin Bonner will find out a lot about his players this Sunday in terms of what fight do they want to bring to the game, you know? Okay, Tipperary might go down and they might lose by point, they might lose by 10 points, they could win the game, but I'm sure Cullen would be more interested in seeing, you know, can these lads face up to the intense battle that's going to present itself in Walsh Park? You come out of the dress rooms, you go down a small little narrow tunnel, you know, 
under under the terracing onto the pitch, you know, and well, for Waterford, that'd be like second nature, but for a couple of the younger tip players that might have been there and might have played another 20 or a minor match, you know, this would be a different kettle of fish, you know. I think he'd like to see that fight that they bring to the game. And should they bring that, then I think they could be in a lot better place going out next week against Fair up in Torres, you know. Um so from that point of view, I think from from Connor's point of view, he wants to see that fight in his players, okay? If if they get a result after, brilliant. If they don't, that's fine. But at least they know then, yeah, by 10, 12 players here that they know, let's try out another few next week. See, can we build a bit of a panel after the Clare match, the weekend after the Limerick game, okay? And then they finish against the home game against Cork and Torres. At that stage, nobody knows where Cork might be after the league final. So he could open up a lot of doors. So I think he'll, he'll look for a performance on Sunday. I just look, it's like Cork, they're, they're welcoming down the last, the All Ireland champions for the last two years. Um, in a way, the farm book or, or the bookies should, should, should suggest Limerick should win, much like Waterford this Sunday, you know, the farm book and the bookies suggest Waterford could win. But anything can happen. And it, as a management, I'd like to think I'd see fight in the pair's eyes, I'd see fight in their bellies, and come over to Walsh Park and say, yeah, look, we've something to work with here for us this season. And just to finish uh, on this match before we do move on to Cork Limerick, Willie, as you mentioned there, you said Waterford do hold advantage and I suppose just with the momentum they have, they've won a trophy under Cahill the last three times Tipperary and Waterford have met, uh, Waterford have won and even there, like the, the scoring stats are a lot higher. It just seems that the form should be enough to see Waterford through. You'd imagine so, and I think a word we mentioned there in the in the in the last twenty minutes was very much can tip sustain the level to to compete with Watford over over a period of time. That's 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 obviously the the, the big question, and I think if we can, yes, uh, we'll stay in the match. But I think Watford have, I suppose, they they, they have developed like they're, they're they're getting stronger every game. Whereas a couple of league matches, we you know couldn't sustain that that level of intensity and, and ended up losing the match by but by by five, six, seven points. So I think, uh, yeah, it's 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 it's. it's it's just so, I suppose, dependent on what fight is in us as regards what fight is in the players, what fight is in the the, the, the collective going down. Because as Tom mentioned there, that that small tunnel uh, coming out of the dressing room, this is this is really back, back to, I suppose, basic stuff. Uh, it's it's you're going back to an old style stadium. You're going back to, you know, you're in the middle of the city. There's there's houses all around. There's and in fairness, this is the first time probably, I, I don't know, in 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 my recent or my memory as regards of going to hurl a match with Tip and. Waterford, where Waterford are red hot favourites here going 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 into the game, and like that's that's that, that there's a pressure in that as well. So I think mm-hmm. uh, there's there, there's so many different uh, I suppose the the Liam and the and, and and the Mikey involvement as well on the Waterford line adds that I suppose a level of of spice. But again, no one Liam that'll just focus his mind. And the comments after the game, after the court game, were so clear that everything was on this match, and like it's it's like it's 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 just the, I suppose that the nature of the the competitor that that that, that Liam is that he uh he, he you know he 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 sees that he see, obviously sees that 
the, the huge importance of for 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 him. But this is a huge night for our day for 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 Watford hurling because like that full house in in Welsh Park. Uh, I can remember actually just an aside. Uh, Lee made his debut for for Tipperary back in 1996 uh, in a full house in in Welsh Park, which we won by four points. So it's uh it's the, 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 there's so many different levels to layers to to to, to this battle, and I suppose uh, yeah, it's it's just a uh, it's fascinating. Look. The, we, we've discussed it at length here now. I think Watford are, yeah, Watford are, are clear favourites with, with what they've done over the last period of time. But I suppose there's an unknown about Tipperary, and I just hope that unknown turns to, yeah, a bit of fight, a bit of steel, and a bit of, I suppose that that that, that Tipperary tradition over 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 the last 50, 50 or sixty years might see a performance out of somewhere because at the moment it looks like Watford are going to be the the the, the champions. Yeah, no, it'll be. Um... An interesting encounter. So many subplots to that. Um, the other game in Munster this weekend, Tom, Cork and Limerick, four o'clock, Porky Cueve. Um I think people are really look, looking forward to this when we see what happened, I suppose, in that league game in the gate grounds, the red cards, the intensity, the drama both teams brought. Like It should create fireworks this weekend. It should, and... Um... There was, there was a small bit of an undercurrent in the league game that day in the Gaelic Grounds. Um, Shane Kingston got a goal and I, I think he got a clip of early uh, just after the goal. Um, he subsequently went out and got a red card as well as he saw the shoulder into the head. Um, Seamus Flanagan was probably unlucky in that he, he, he was a red card, but I don't think he, he there was as much intent as Shane Kingston at the time. Um, even at half time when Aaron Galan came on I, I was watching for a few minutes sort of after the second half and he was marking Niall O'Leary and for the first five or ten minutes he was kind of nearly following Niall O'Leary around you know like you know what kind of history is there between them but as if you know he wanted to kind of get him or, or do a bit of damage you know so there is a small bit of an undercurrent there I suppose like any competitive um, nature you know Limerick have had the better cock over the last number of years especially in the latter stages of the championships and, and that in itself created kind of a, a willingness to do better and, and to get the better of the opposition, you know. And I suppose like you can any number of years ago, when you're up there at the top, everyone wants to beat them and take a swipe at them. And that's probably like the same with Limerick. Um, Limerick are, are well able to get down and dirty, I suppose, and, and play, those, and play those games in the trenches. So they'll have no fear of doing that. Um, I'm not sure how the game would pan out from a car perspective. As I said before, off-camera beforehand, Going to before the league final, I would have said, yeah, Parker are going nicely. The morning will all be it. A league campaign where while they were winning matches, Clare put 221 in them in the first league game, league camp, league game when they didn't have the full complement. Um, Galway got a lot of scores against them and had a lot of wise on a night, which was probably a result for them. Wasn't of any consequence given the nature of the tragic accident that happened indirectly to their camp in, that, in the week leading up to that. So. From a car perspective, yeah, the big Kilkenny League semi-final, but I, I think much like Willie was saying, well, Tip, Kilkenny kind of ran out of steam in that game. They, they opened brilliantly for the first 10, 15 minutes. They had Cork on the rack, and then they just kind of fell back into a pattern of they couldn't move the ball quick enough. Cork uh, would be able to get on top of them in a running game and moving around. It was a very open style of game. So it suited Cork. So while on the face of it, Cork's result looked very well in the league campaign. When you, when you dug down into it, he wasn't as rosy as it seemed to be from my perspective. Um, but on the other side, I'm hearing stories that Seamus Flanagan is out injured with a hand injury. Um, I don't know if it's either 
Dara Donovan or um, Willie O'Donoghue is injured in midfield. Either one, if one of them is missing, it's a big plus for Cork as well in terms of their two serious operators in the middle of the field and work well together. Um, so that might even out the playing field a small bit. But at the same time, um, Limerick's touch that day in the Gaelic grounds in the league campaign, it, was, it had all the signs of they were heavy training for the week leading up to their 10 days up to, you know, they, they couldn't control the ball at all. It was the, sand, the pitch was a bit sandy, you know, to be fair, but their touch was awful and they looked tired. And they brought on, they brought on Willie O'Donoghue, they brought on David Burns, they brought on Aaron Galanis, say Graham Mulcahy, Connor Boyle, and nobody really made an impact, um, which was unusual for Limerick, for players coming off the bench. So they're going to bring what they had over the last two years to the table on Sunday. You can be guaranteed that they'll be at the pitch of the game on Sunday, come down to Park and, and play. They have no fears coming down to Park to Eve and playing Cork and Park to Eve. Um, from a Cork perspective, I, I, I don't see them changing their system from the league final, even though it didn't work for them. Uh, I think it's too late in the day. I suppose we spoke about the advantages of playing your championship so close to your league final and league semi-finals, but I don't think they will because uh, they don't have time to work on it. The only person I can see putting the, putting in centre-back is Kieran Joyce, but I think, to be fair to him, he might be a bit too young for it. Uh, You're not saying Millerick go back there now? I wouldn't. Um, he goes back there anyway when Mark Coleman plays as a sweeper, but as an out-and-out centre-back, I, I don't think, I think Kieran Joyce would be a better option. Um, but, and I think Kirk's thinking of playing Kieran Joyce cornerback in the league final or named cornerback in that you know, he could be marking Garrow Egerty on Sunday. That's a huge ask. You know, Garrow Egerty is 604, 605. He's had phenomenal campaigns over the last three, four years. And if you're on Joyce coming in, who's a 19, 20-year-old, you know, so I'd like to think that they'll kind of protect him some bit. In time, he will be a very important player for Cork. Uh, but it's a bit early for him. But look, Cork didn't function in the league final. Darren Fitzgibbon was nowhere to be seen. Robbie O'Flynn played well. Um, I'm not sure what they were doing with Patrick Horgan. He was playing like a Desi Hutchinson for Waterford, but you know, there's 10 years of a difference in terms of experience and legs there. So that was the wrong goal I felt for Patrick Horgan that he should win at the end of a pop pass here or there to put the ball over the bar. So I'd like to think they'll use him better. Um, I'd like to think that performance will be better again, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a feisty affair and if Limerick being a real edge to the game and a real serious to the hurling. Um, the only... The only other issue then is look at the window here, it's raining down the Cork. I'm not sure what it's like they are, but much like Waterford and Tip down Walsh Park, Cork and Limerick down the park here, the weather could play a huge factor in that could level the playing ground for four teams. Um so that would be a factor too if you wake up and look out the window Sunday morning and it's raining, you know, then it's it's anyone's game in both venues. But uh from a Cork perspective, I'd like to think they'll up their anti and get a victory, but it's hard to look past a Limerick victory after their performance in the league and that they really, I'd say, put emphasis on the championship and winning three in a row. We talked defensively there and that's that's the biggest talking point uh, this weekend um, for Cork. But Willie, to bring you in here, the six backs that started against Waterford were Sean O'Donoghue, Damien Callan. Kieran Joyce, Tim O'Mahony, Mark Coleman, Robert Downey, and then obviously Jeremy Millerick dropping back into that role he usually plays. Do you see them sticking the same this weekend? Uh, I suppose that was the big debate after the the, the league final as regards. I think Owen Cadigan's article on the Monday after just talking about uh, Mark Coleman going up, and it's 
Yeah, look, like I, I, I think the the straight after it, I was kind of going. They'll probably stick with what uh, they've practiced over the league, as as Tom had said. There, pre the league final, Cork seemed to be you know moving very very well. Everything seemed to be to be relatively rosy, and they were they were moving towards closing the gap that was ultimately in the All Ireland final last year with the, with the Limericks of of, of this world. So. Uh, yeah, I think they'll probably look, they, they, they'll probably stick with what they have. Uh, I, I just will say, I suppose thinking about even the the, the, the Limerick uh, machine and looking at, I suppose the, the different inputs that have gone in there since they won the All Ireland last year. Yes, they're going for a three in a row now, but I think yes, their training was you could see, and again, this is from a from a distance, but from from from, from just looking at it, Carborough Carlin uh, has now gone from Tipperary to, to to Limerick as the the physical coach. So there's uh, I'm hearing there's there's, there's 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 big changes in I suppose the the types of training that they're doing and the emphasis that are that are, that they've put on. So I think that's a that's a big thing that was maybe mirror or maybe was 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 hit a little bit during the the league as regards that you know they, they were focused 100% in my opinion on championship and, and and their training was 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 reflective of that i think cork Again, talking about the, the the backs, I think Cork coped very very well with Kilkenny for the last twenty minutes. But that was strictly because Kilkenny were were hitting the ball long. Uh, Kilkenny were working the ball for forty minutes before that. Were were getting huge impact from from I suppose not letting it get into those physical battles with Mark Coleman dropping back and picking passes as regards off the break of those long balls. So once that started to happen, Kilkenny were finished and Cork looked really good. And I think that kind of that coloured the, uh, the the view of the semi final and and maybe Watford really went. After that, but in the league final, so it'll be very interesting to see what 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 Limerick do there now. I think the the yes individuals are very very important in that backline. Yes, but I think you know it's it's it, this this is I know it's a system game now as regards with with Limerick and their ability to 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 to, to work the ball from back to front, long or short. They can go whatever way you want. They can play what's in front of them, and I think that that's uh, Waterford have, have have mirrored that type of play. Uh, Cork maybe less so over the last over the last while, and it's if it does get into a, a battle, we know Limerick scoring power on the back of that system creating chances. That yeah, it's it, it looks like Limerick are 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 are, are odds on for this, but again. I think Cork are probably further down along the road. I think they're closer than they were in the All Ireland last year, where they're obviously a huge way back. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's all on Sunday. And as Tom made a very good point with the weather and something I hadn't uh, really factored in, having gotten drowned even at under ten camogie tra- training last night. Uh, the the weather is 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 a huge impact on uh, on on inter county games. Yes, the surfaces are so good in Parkakeev and, and 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 Waterford now, but at the same time, it's a variable that you know ball slips off left or right, whatever way it goes when it's going to a Desi or a Stephen Bennett inside. So I think the water the, the weather will play a huge impact. Uh, I'm hoping for a lot of rain on, in Welsh Park on Sunday to to give us that chance and allow that variable to to come through because as I said, you know t- pound for pound, uh, Limerick looked like a, a the the, the better, more advanced team in the way they play, but like that. Plus, I do think big crowd in Porky Keeve will have a huge impact on this. Like, there's going to be a record crowd in in the new Porky Keeve. You know, as Cork men and women, I'd say they're you know they're 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 they're, they're looking for for every advantage, and I think that's a, that's a big one for them. And if the team can start providing a, a I suppose a, a you know action on on those variables and making those variables count, I think Cork would potentially have a chance. And just on that defensively, Tom, because it is the big one for Cork this weekend, um, you'd expect Fitzgibbon to stay in midfield. We still have Robbie O'Flynn, Shane Barrett, James Herdney, Conor Lann, maybe Alan Connolly or Shane Kingston and Patrick Horgan. But do you see any of those Learys coming into the defence this weekend? 
I believe Darren O'Leary is injured. Um, I believe he had an injury going into the league semi-final. Uh, not a serious injury, but I think uh, playing the league semi-final against Kilkenny made it worse. Um, so as far as you know, he's still out injured. Okay. Um, obviously, if you're reading the team now Friday night and he's playing, I've got <laughs> bad intel. But um, if Niall O'Leary is fit, I'd have him back in the team already. Like, to be fair to David Conan in the semi-final and the final, he actually played very well. It was just the manner that Warburg were playing in that he, they were eventually just worn down, you know, the, the, the six packs were eventually just worn down. Interestingly, I suppose no back was taken off, so does that pose the question that the management um, were happy with the six backs and were unhappy with the forwards, or do they have faith in the players to come back in the defence? Sam Corkeman midfield, or kind of centre-back midfield during that league, and actually played quite well. He's a young player, okay, he's got pedigree in terms of club championships and uh, under 20 championships, so I, I would like to see him get game time at some stage or with a view to later in the championship. Um, I think they will go with generally what they know in terms of Mark Coleman, um, Tim O'Mahony, Kieran Joy, Sean Donoghue, Niall O'Leary and probably Damien Callan, I'd imagine. Um, I like Damien's brother Connor, while he, while he might strike you as the best hurler, he has a great work rate up and down the wing in that he's a noted for the backs when they come out and he either carries it up or can, or can deliver it up to the forward line. Not sure if he'll start, but I do like what he brings to the team for, for Cork in terms of he's not just stereotypical, you know, flashy hurler, fast, um, you know, gets big scores, but he works very, very hard, and I suppose that's an element of what's missing for the Cork team. Personally, I, I don't like when Cork play both Conor Lehan and Seamus Hardy. I believe, given that they're just the two experienced players that, it, it slows down their attack, and that's no disrespect to the two lads knowing them, but I don't think they can play them together. I, I, I'd like to see Conor Lehan start. He's, he had a very good league championship campaign at Middleton last year. He's done very well in the league, and I was actually surprised to see him being taken off in the league final. Um, no, that's in saying that, I've no problem with them playing 10 15 minutes together in the second half. You know, James Harley comes on at 15 minutes to go, or if he comes on earlier, and then Conor Lehan comes off fine. But I don't think they can start the two game the game together. And if they do, I think Limerick could be blighted with that because they know what they face and how they can manage it. They're more mobile defenders, stronger defenders, and they'll be able to nullify that attack. I mentioned Patrick Horgan already in terms of I don't think he needs to be the player of old where he's making the darting runs and winning that ball and taking on the defender. I think they need someone like Alan Connolly to do that back to a him, win the ball, pass it off to Patrick Horgan and start taking over your scores. Shane Barnes is a young centre forward from Blarney, just down the road here actually. Uh, and I like what he brings to the game. He's a small bit raw still, but he's got that more great element into his game. Um, and he links well with Matt Coleman when he comes out of defence being club mates. But again, I think Kirk just need to bring that more, um, that bigger work rate to the game. Okay, we all know it. Um, Jack O'Connor to come back. It's surprising actually because he had a fantastic campaign last year in the championship and he's only seen minutes here or there this year in the league. And even when he came on in the league final, he didn't really, anytime he got it, everyone was kind of expecting to go, but he couldn't, whether the Waterford defenders were fitter than him or whether he isn't up to match fitness, he just couldn't get around him. Or, so I'm not sure. I, I don't see him starting. But as Willie said there, look, Robbie O'Flynn is, is very dynamic and move, but and can move and is very fast, but we need that bit of work rate from more work rate from the half forwards um, in stopping the ball coming from source from Limerick. You know, the Limerick half backs they like to they can drill it down the field, they can link well with their midfielders. We need to cut that out at, at source because, much like the league final, you know, and 
as a, as a person who's played in the backs for a few years or club or county or whatever, you know, the more the ball is coming down the top of you and top of you, you can only kind of hold the fort for so long. Um, especially forwards are willing to move on fine space, you know, that you need to have that work rate up the field to, to stop the ball. And much like as a back, when you're delivering the ball to the forwards, you need to deliver a good ball and not just let it in and say, yeah, that's my job done. That, that's long gone in the inter-county game these days. But um, from a cock perspective, and I know I'll probably ramble on a few bits there, I think they'll stick to the same system. Um, I wouldn't like to see Connery Hannah and Seamus Harnaby playing together. And I think Patrick Harbin's role needs to be revised a small bit get the best out of him. And like the big thing then for Limerick really is uh, Seamus Flanagan's a doubt, Peter Casey's out, so who's going to play inside with Aaron Galan? Is Kyle Hayes going to be moved up uh, into the half-forward line and Lynch to play a Roman role maybe with Cahill O'Neill in the other corner or will they keep the backs as it is? That's That's going to be the intriguing one this weekend. Very much so, and I think uh, again, just uh, something that, that 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 struck me from even just reflecting on both games. There, like it's it's it can it's the worn down nature of both Limerick's play as a system and Waterford's play as a system as regards that there's only so long you can hold out. I think as Tom said, as 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 a defender, if the ball is coming over and over again, and that's how I feel as regards even with this game that Limerick are so. I suppose even before we to answer your question, before we we talk about the the forwards, they're defensively so good at transitioning that ball to give their forward the best chance that he is getting the ball where he wants it as regards you look at the All-Ireland last year and we, we haven't referenced it uh, Limerick just cut Cork open once the, the real like that once I suppose our Limerick wore Cork down in that situation just tore him apart as regards so it's it's something that yeah the, the personnel might change with Limerick and yeah does Cotton O'Neill start with, with obviously Casey and uh, Flanagan potentially out uh, like the, the personnel changes, but the system stays the same. So I think whoever comes in there will be, you know, very okay with what happens. Uh, if Will O'Donoghue or or, or Darren Olman, if if there's one or two of them m- missing the weekend, like their system doesn't change. And and I think we probably didn't see that over the league that their performances, yes, went down and their uh, and the personnel were a little bit different. But I feel that they were they were they were getting ready for for this monster championship tilt. They're getting ready for a three in a row tilt, which is you know that's ultimately the the, the long term goal here for 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 the. Or the I suppose it's within sight now as regards to the short-term goal, but I think uh, Limerick's ability to, to work the ball from back to front absolutely uh, separates them. And look, the system the, sim- the system will always trump the individual as regards when, particularly when that system contains the the the, the quality of player Keen Lynch, who we haven't even mentioned as regards talking mm. I suppose twenty minutes about about this Limerick team and what he brings. And it's look, I, I think they're they're very refined. They're very good at what they do. They're very well drilled uh, through I suppose Paul Kinnark's coach. And and that's it's it, it's really taking uh, I I suppose effect now that they're 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 so good at as a transition in the ball. So I think uh, depending on the personnel to answer your question, it doesn't really matter because uh, I think they, they they have quality. They, they, their panel is good, yes, but their uh, their their system is so is so refined that it makes it very very difficult to stay with them and sustain an, a, a, an attack on them. And that's where I feel that Cork. Uh, you know, they, they just need to stay in the match, yes, but they, they they need to their forwards need to work as that collective to 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 stop their the Limerick defenders coming out with ball and positioning the pinpoint balls to to, to the opposition forwards. You mentioned there is a collective, but is it not a concern for Limerick? Like they, they were one of the lowest scorers across the league, only scoring six eighty nine. 
Yes, like yeah, no, absolutely. If 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 you if you look at the the, the league in, in 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 separation, yes, I agree with you hundred percent. But I don't I don't think they were they were playing or training for the league. So I think there were you know this, this was a longer term strategy from from themselves. Uh, they they wanted to obviously. As I said the difference in, in training, which I heard was a lot more kind of more relentless type running uh, through the, the the new physical trainer down there. I think that's that that had an impact as well. So I think uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I I see I take your point, but I I, I think it, the league wasn't a focus. I don't think that mattered what they scored. I think they they will be right come championship uh, next Sunday, and that, and that's all they care about. Tom, like it, it's it's repeated the All Ireland final. Um... Which we haven't on paper, hopefully. <laughs> but like for these two teams, like in previous games, apart from that all Ireland final, we've seen them bring the best out in each other in the last decade or so. But what what game do you feel we're going to have um, between these two this weekend? Well, it's interesting, Paul. In that I was at the game in two thousand and eighteen in Crop Park. I went extra time, and um, you could talk about sliding doors moments and. You know, Patrick Harbin had a free out by the Cusick Sand for, I think it was a 65, it might have been free, and I can't quite remember, but it hit the post, um, and that would have put, I think it would have put Cork seven points up. Um, Limerick came down, drew the game, and obviously went on to win the game, and the rest is history, you know, but it's interesting to see what might have happened had that gone over, I suppose we'll never, ever know, but, you know, at that stage, Cork and Limerick were very much neck and neck in terms of where their performance is on the field of play, but Limerick have just gone on to another level in terms of their performance. I think, I'm with William on this, I think Limerick were training through the league. Um, okay, they might have maybe appreciated the league semi-final to get them to maybe three weeks out from the championship game, but, you know, there's been no talk of Limerick, obviously, then Waterford shoot the lights out in the league while everyone's talking about Waterford. So John Coyle would be delighted with that. Um, obviously, a couple of injury concerns now might, might skew his plans slightly, but I think they'll bring what we've known from Limerick over the last couple of years, they bring that to the, cha- the championship game on Sunday and they bring a real ferocity to the game. Um, their system is done to a T. I suppose the only thing we would say is, um, do the likes of Colin O'Neill and English, if they come on, have they enough exposure to the system in that they're a young player coming in and does the, the exuberance of youth take over as opposed to the white test that might be there from, from a Cork perspective, I'd say hopefully, you know, that the Colin O'Neill starts to come on that he might do something when uh, I won't say that he shouldn't be doing, but that he's not accustomed to in, in terms of their system and it might break down. But um, Limerick are going to bring what they have. I'm not sure still what Cork have to negate that. Uh, they need to bring a better work rate. They've got to, uh, their Ireland final last year and the league final, and the same thing has kind of happened in both finals, and that they've just been overrun and their system has broken down. Um, so, are they at the level where they contend, can really contend for an Ireland championship yet? I'm not entirely sure, I suppose. You'd be hoping that the likes of Limerick and Waterford might knock each other out as the season goes on and that might open the door for one of the rest of them. Um, but again, if Cork bring work rate to the game, they have a chance. If they don't, and if they're, you know, if their passing begins to break down, like we've spoken about the weather, um, it, it could be a difficult afternoon for them. I'd like to think there will be a big car code there. There was a big car code for the weekend against Galway and against Kilkenny. Uh, so there, this is going to be the only championship game for Cork in Parky Heave. So from, from a fan perspective, hopefully everybody will tweet on for that and go down and support. Um, I feel that's 
more significant for a result this weekend when it's your only home game of the campaign? Uh, look, Cork generally like going to play in Turles, and um, there's no denying that they're going to play Clare and Turles in the first of May. Um, Clare will be there the week previous against Tipperary, but I don't think Clare Clare have the fear of going to Turles either. And I, I'd imagine they've nearly preferred to go to Turles than coming out to Cork to play the match. So, from from a Cork perspective, this one is nearly a bit of a disadvantage going up. Um, it's unfortunate, I suppose, that it's the All Ireland champions in your own backyard in the first game. And um, there's no margin for error. Maybe that's why Cork put an emphasis on getting to the last stages of the league. Um, might again, like Waterford down in Walsh Park, you know, it's playing in front of your home crowd after getting to the league money brings its own disadvantages, you know, and its own pressures. Maybe the same with Cork, given the fact that their last two competitive games uh, in finals have been whitewashes in terms of the result. So I'd like to think they will bring a bit of fight and much like Tipperary going to Walsh Park, I think Kieran Kingston just needs to see a reaction from his players. If he gets a result, great. But it's not the end of the world if they don't win. They're, you know, they're in Turles against Clare. Okay, they're going to Walsh Park against Waterford, but they're going to Turles again against Tipperary. So, you know, two wins might do them, but I think he needs a reaction and he needs a bit of fight to see that, yeah, these Cork players are up for it and they can address any issues that they've made over the last two defeats, big defeats that they've had against big teams. Um, there's no margin for this year in the in the Munster Championship, given the, the depth of talent. And as I said, look, like Tipperary, I think if they get a uh, performance in Walsh Park, that'll stand them in good stead for the rest of their campaign. Um, so look, Cork need to bring fight. We know what Limerick are going to bring, no question there. The system is done to a T. Uh, Seamus Flanagan and one of the midfielders will be big losses, but they have personnel that can step in and, and breach that gap as well. And Willie, like we mentioned there that maybe Limerick didn't treat the league as serious as other years, but do you think they have really had a chat with some players about discipline because ultimately mm. it was a problem in the league um, and like even Hegarty was talking there saying he was embarrassed uh, with that sending off against Goal. Yeah, look, I suppose when there is a, a, a number of red cards over over a league period, you, you would be concerned. But I suppose like that comes with I suppose the territory of being champions where everyone wants a pop at you. And that adds to maybe to the to the in-game uh, competition or just niggle as regards with, with, within games. When you're beating teams, and Tom will recognise this from, from Cork winning all earns or when Kenny winning all earns in, in that period, there was niggle as regards when you were playing those teams because you know, they're, they're the champions. You, you, you want to knock them off their perch. Yes, it takes a, a discipline to 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 I suppose to 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 get over that and to and with all the red cards over over over, over the, the league I think Limerick yeah, will be disappointed but I I I don't think they'll uh, they'll they'll change what they're doing. They have a certain way of playing uh yes as individuals and over the last period of years as regards a girl Hegarty I think it was memorably in an other semi final uh should have maybe been put off a couple of years ago. I think it was against Waterford there was a there was a a, 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 a tackle. But at the same time look I, I I I'm just I suppose excited as a as a as a neutral looking forward to this game and and the, and the I suppose the, the have Cork breached the, the the gap is the, the the big question that 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 I would ask I think Limerick will be I think Limerick will be good I think this is what they're preparing for as I said before so I, I don't think any of those variables be a discipline anything else will come into it this is going to be an absolute cauldron on 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 Sunday and I, I think Cork will be looking as as Tom said to to to, to show Karen Kingston and the Cork public that yeah we, we have stepped forward if they don't if they don't have that if they don't have that fight it, it, this will 
be a, a massive downer for, for, for Cork. And I think coming off the back of the league final and with the expectation going into that league final externally, I don't know, was it, was it there as we discussed between the players that, you know, there was a huge expectation. Cork people were, were, were very optimistic about going up. The wind was taken out of their sails. I think there's a similar match on Sunday. I think if Limerick turn up, perform and Cork don't, I think it'll, it'll, t- it'll take the wind out of out of, out of, out of this Cork team for, 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 for the season. So I think that this game is massive. Cork have a really good record, I suppose, in Munster Championship going back even a few years ago there in the Gaelic grounds where they where they where they took Limerick in, out. I think it's it's something that uh, it will be you know it'll be playing on, on on Limerick minds. If we can keep Cork down here, and uh, as as a Limerick person, I can imagine that's something that they're they're, they're very uh, you know they're very keen on on doing because look we've all been in different situations in Cork when Cork have been playing very very well and and the tempo is up and the, and the dander is up. It's a, it's a, it's a difficult place to be. So I think Limerick will not want that to happen. And we'll want their system, obviously, just to to keep playing and and keep going. But I think, look, the the, the it's absolutely intriguing the weekend. And I think uh, if Cork bring that fight, I think Limerick will definitely bring that fight. Will bring the system, and it's it's up to Cork can they can they bridge that gap? Is it Limerick for you this weekend, really? Uh, yes, uh, I think again. Look, that's just on 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 what we what we've seen as regards. Over, over over the league, yes, there was optimism within Cork, but I think Limerick are, are training for this, as we said before, and I think uh, Limerick have the the best team in the country. They have the, they have the most titles. They're going for three out of four. Uh, they're going sorry, they're going for three in a row. They're going for you know, it's it, it, these guys are going for four out of five All Ireland. So it's uh it's something that uh, it has to be Limerick in in my mind, but uh, again. Hurling. Uh, the variable of the crowd again. We haven't had the real big Munster Championship matches over the last couple of years. I think that that's a big variable. Limerick winning their two or three All Irelands in empty stadiums in Croke Park or half filled stadiums. It is it is another variable that has to be considered here. And uh, I, I, I think Limerick this weekend, but I think Cork uh, Cork could show something. And Tom, you're you're obviously open for a Cork victory uh, this weekend. But just on clear, do you think they're actually at a Bit of a disadvantage here, not not playing first lap because like these teams are going to be up to the championship pace for the next round. And just Clare having the buy, like, is, are teams at a disadvantage here when they're not out in this opening weekend? I suppose maybe slightly, but then look, given the fact that there's only five teams in the group, then obviously one team loses up. Maybe it should be looked at in that there's first games away to Tipperary, you know, that the team that doesn't play the first weekend, maybe they should get a home game. Or their first game or something like that. Um, but look, given given the you know rivalry of Clare and Tip over the years, and they're going to Turles, and then they're Turles again the following week against Cork. That you know, I think it's probably um, the best fixture list that they could have had. You know, if they were Limerick and Waterford the first two games, then Clare's season could very well be over after two games. Whereas with the two games they've had, in terms of we're not entirely sure where Cork and Tip are, you know. Uh, as I said earlier, Clare came down to Cork in the first night of the league. Okay, Cork had a big score and received the win well, but they still conceded 2.21. So Clare will look at that and be experienced from that and positive from that and say, look, we still scored 2.21. We were out 20k that night. We were out a number, a number of other players that would be normally on our starting 15. So I think they'll take hope from that. They have the perfect vantage point in that they're going to be watching Tip the award for the Walsh Park. And they'll be able to see, okay, how can they set up against Tip the following week, like Warford, if they can, to negate that system. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, one team has to lose out the first weekend. 
Um, I'd imagine Cork after getting to a league final would have been very happy to sit out this weekend and get another week to work on mm. any corrections that they need. But that's the quirk of the draw. And again, as I said off camera, given the cheering concert, they've only won game in Cork. And um, I believe the fixtures were kind of moved around a small bit to to get that Cork fixture into Turles. It's it's the only game on that weekend and the first weekend in May. Um, so things were moved around slightly. So it will be interesting to see. Will that have an effect on Cork and not having that second home game, albeit their game is in Turles and we've no problem going to Turles, but um, given the round robin nature of fixtures, I think you're better to have two home and two away and, and try and use that advantage as best you can. Yeah, no, the, it'll be um, interesting with Claire as well to see how they get on um, in the following week, but that's all on our uh, preview of the opening round of the Monster Championship. Two absolute crackers uh, to look forward to. Uh, Tom and Willie, thanks a million for your time. Thanks, Paul.